after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. <laughs> he is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. You know what time it is. When you hear that siren, it's time for Frank's Power Play. Frank, go ahead and take it away from the go sale auto sales or wherever you're at. Yeah, the go, go Auto Sales Studio. Uh, for me. Frank, are you on a the phone or are you on a speakerphone? We, we told you about this. Um, and we, we need, hang on, let me take my ear. Let me take my AirPods. No, uh, no ear pods. Nothing. It's got to be crisp and clear on this show. While Frank Vaster takes care of that, he should he should know the rules by now. How's that? Okay, let me hear you, Frank. Is that better? Yeah, that's I way better. You, yeah. All right. Okay. So allow me to get started by saying there has been another firing of a head coach in the NHL. This time it's Pete DeBoer of the San Jose Sharks. So that's now five coaches that have been fired this season joining Mike Babcock, Bill Peters, Jim Montgomery, Don Hines. That's five coaches fired. And now I just can't help but wonder how soon the Steve Archman pull the trigger and fire Jeff Blaschel. Even though the Red Wings did win the other night against the Winnipeg Jets, so you're still beating it's that horse, huh, Frank? Frank, you're still, still Frank, sure Frank, 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 you're still beating that horse. Why do you want Jeff Blashill fired? I mean, who else? Who else are you going to hire? getting better under him. Well, who else are you going to hire? I say give Dan Biles my shot. He's been a head coach in the NHL before, or give him a chance. Ch- see if, with how they team performs with a different voice. At least until the end of the season, when uh, you can possibly bring in somebody new, and if Bilesman does well enough, maybe you keep him around. Will we bring in Bobcat? Babcock, I mean. No, I think that ship has sailed. Well, like I said, if you're going to fire a coach, Frank, I understand you. You know, there's a lot of coaches you like to be fired, like to be firing. If you were the general manager, you got to understand who you're going to replace them with. And and right now for the Red Wings, who is a good candidate out there to, to replace them? They can't be well. So and so had a head coaching shot. We'll just give them a chance and see what happens because you never know. Maybe it's the talent. Maybe you know the Red Wings just don't have the talent. I don't know if you get a new voice in there. Is that going to change anything? Well, the thing is, it's just that with the way the team has been performing, and it's been mostly an effort problem all night, losing 5-1. to one. I mean, I'm not saying that that's a talent problem. I mean, does it have some form to do with it? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, as I was saying, that losing 5-1 to one is not going to help your players get better, especially from an effort standpoint. I mean, maybe... They're not pushing enough out of them. So that's why I say get Bilesman in there, possibly, to maybe they'll buy into him a little bit more. I mean, I, like I said, if it's an effort problem, I don't know if you really can blame that on the coach. Um, I mean, the coach, like I said before on this show, the coach can only bring, put out the X's and O's. Um, sometimes, a lot of times with effort, that's more with the Jimmys and the Joes. 
So if they're not putting out effort, effort especially professional athletes, that that's saying more about the professional athlete to me than more than anything of coaching. Now, if the coaching and you know they're making us a lot of blunders or lineups that shouldn't be out there, or, or just it's been obvious that he's been out coached, then yeah. But if effort, that's on the players. I mean, I, I can't you know coaches can't draw up a play for effort. <laughs> I'm sorry. They can get players to buy in. Yeah, that is true. But but also at the same time, the players have to want to buy in. I mean, like I said, just because you bring in a new guy doesn't guarantee anything. Like you said, remember with Caldwell and the Lions, you brought in Matt Patricia. Where's the Lions gone? Yeah, and I'll admit that was a disaster. Yeah. In fact, I mean, unrelated note, there was really no formal process for bringing Patricia in because he was Bob Quinn's boy to begin with. And they just basically staged everything else to make it look like they didn't violate the Rooney rule and all that stuff. Well, besides that, though, Frank, you really get on the the firing the coach train (laughs) with this Blaschel and all these guys. Only way reason I would say fire Blaschel is if there's really a good candidate out there that's going to really be way better than him. Is going to change the culture around. Not to mention, also another problem that the Red Wings and Lions have is its management. I mean, you 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 probably can bring in one of the best of the best coaches, but if the management is bad, what are you going to do? And I know you got Stevie oh. Y up there being the general manager, but at the end of the day, you got the big boy calling the shots up there in the higher office. Well, and Steve Steve Eisenman is pretty much guy my full patience because he. Why? Because because he's the captain. He's got a chance to turn things around and make the move. So he's got patience now. With the Lions, it's a different story with Bob Quinn. No, I totally understand, but we also got to remember, though, Stevie Y is also Detroit's native son, basically, so to speak. You know, he's the adopted son. So, yeah, y'all going to have patience with him because he, he he's almost like Mr. Detroit. But the same thing goes back to this. Unless management is giving Stevie Y just complete controls and say on roster and coaching and general manager moves and, and basically the, the upper management is just writing the check, that's fine. But if they're meddling and, you know, they don't want to pay people and they want to do stuff on the cheap, it's going to be a tough role for a lot of you Red Wings fans. That is true. And I knew it was going to be a tough road when Eisenman took over. He preached patience, but now I'm starting to wonder if he's thinking, you know, maybe this is a lot worse than what I expected. Probably. Yeah, I I, I can see that. Yeah. But like I said, Red Wing fans, I give about one or two years. I think Blash will let him finish out the year. See where it's going. If you feel that it's not going anywhere, then make a change. Also, by that point, you might have some more candidates out there, maybe better candidates that can help the rebuilding process. Sometimes you got to get a coach, you know, sometimes the best coaches are the ones that can maybe help with the rebuilding process. Um, Sometimes you might, this might be two coaches away. You might get a coach in there that can get the young guys to be professionals and play hard. And then bring in another coach that can get them to that championship level. That, that, that that could be the, the possibility, but it depends all on the structure and the situation that's going on in upper management with the Red Wings. Yeah. But some other Red Wings news, yep. they did make a trade hey, the other day. They sent uh, defenseman Oliver Kasky to the Carolina Hurricanes for defenseman Kyle Wood. It was basically an AHL for AHL player swap. Uh, Kasky really wasn't getting much of an opportunity down in Grand Rapids, so 
kind of a change of scene for both guys. And then some other news on a little bit more of a serious note. Philadelphia Flyers forward Oscar Lindblom is done for the season due to the fact that he has been diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma. So our thoughts and prayers are with him that he can recover and get back to the game. And then a little bit more of a positive note in the college side in my home state, and that's Michigan State hockey. They've actually been doing pretty well as of late. Right there, eight, seven, and one overall, heading into a weekend series with Arizona State, and they're two points out of first place in the Big Ten. So MSU hockey is kind of on the comeback after being down for several years and having not made the NCAA tournament since 2012. And then we'll take a quick look at the NHL stat leaders and standings, leading leader in points. No surprise, still Connor McDavid with 57, Leon Dreisaitl 55, Nathan McKinnon, he's hit the 50-point plateau, all by Brad Marchand, David Pasternak, Jack Eichel, John Carlson, Artemi Panarin, Jonathan Huberto, and Patrick Kane rounding out the top 10. Pasternak still leading in goals with 26, Eichel second with 22, Alex Ovechkin third with 21, McDavid and Dreisaitl Fourth and fifth of 20 apiece. McKinnon's also at 20. Austin Matthews, Brad Marchand, Panarin, and Sebastian Ajo rounding out the top 10. McDavid and Dreisaitl, 1-2 in assists with 37 and 35, respectively. Ryan Graves, defenseman from the Colorado Avalanche, leading plus minus or plus 23. And goaltending, Tristan Jerry of David the Man got here to Pittsburgh Penguins, leading with and goals against average with a 1.76. And a quick note on him, he actually set the Pittsburgh Penguins shutout mark arc until they, he gave up a goal in the loss to the Montreal Canadiens, which it was a, the previous mark was 133 minutes and 6 seconds. He surpassed that mark, so hats off to him there. There. And now, continuing on the stats, Jerry also leading in St. Percentage with .941. Ray Bolt be leading with 16 wins. Pecorino and Jerry leading with the shutout piece. And then the standing, Capitals, Islanders, Hurricanes, all of the top three of the Metropolitan Division. And the Boston Bruins still running away with the Atlantic Division. Buffalo Sabres is second. Montreal Canadiens third. Penguins and Flyers, first two wildcard teams. Then it's Lightning Rangers, Panthers, all four points out. Maple Leafs, five out. Blue Jackets, Senators, Devils. And the Detroit Red Wings, who sit dead last with 19 points and a minus 59 goal differential. Over in the West, the Colorado Avalanche, St. Louis Blues, Winnipeg Jets, all top three in the Central. And we have a new top team in the Pacific Division, the Arizona Coyotes. In first what? place in the Pacific, 42 points. Followed by the two Alberta squad, Oilers and Calgary Flames, with 40. Oh, Stars, by the way, Frank. Jim Montgomery for non-hockey plays reasons, sitting at the first wild card with 40 points. The Vegas Golden Knights holding down the last wild card spot. Frank. Canucks, Wild, Predators, Sharks, Ducks, 
Frank. Blackhawks and Kings rounding it out. Okay. That'll do it for my power play. Frank, 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 can you hear? You're just rambling. I wanted to add something. I heard Calgary might be possibly getting a new stadium. What's the deal with that? No rambling. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I did happen to come across that, too. And it sounds like, I think I mentioned this on a previous power play a couple years ago that they were trying to get through it, but city council was being kind of a bunch of pain in the rear, so now they're kind of going through with it now, so. Okay. Nice. It's good to see that, they, you know, they've been playing in the saddle dome, what, since 88? Probably since they've actually moved from 83. Atlanta. 83. So since they moved from Atlanta. Um, actually, you know what, I'm going to have to check on that. Okay. I know it's been since yeah, no, I know. I thought it was 88, but it could be possibly 83 because I thought they moved from Atlanta in the mid to late 80s. But it, it could be possibly it was the early 80s. Well, I'm Hockey gonna, just doesn't well, work in I'll Atlanta. Arenas right. On, on, uh, right now. So let's see. Um, oh, it would be 1983, yes. Okay, so they were in 19... Wow. Third oldest NHL arena, only behind the Nassau Coliseum and Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Good. So that'll do it for my power play on this Saturday, the 14th of December, 2019. Mm-hmm. Nice. Wow, keep it nice and short. What do you got going on today, uh, Frank? Well, basketball-related business. Having a little bit of a field session to try to get and scout New Boston here on who we play at Little Caesars Arena on Wednesday. And then I might be heading up to uh, who put, Callahan who? Hall to watch the Rockets play University of Detroit Mercy. Oh, you're heading up there now? Uh, later. Yeah, as I say, yeah, because I know they play at 2. The women play at noon. It's part of a double header up there. Who was playing at the uh, at the, the the $5 holler on Wednesday? I, I missed it. Uh, Dundee and New Boston here on, on Wednesday. Oh, that's right. I remember you t- talking about that when we did the uh, the actual uh, um, preview for Michigan High School Basketball, which is, by the way, on the SoundCloud and iTunes, um, basically, app or, you know, on iTunes. If you have an iPhone, they will send you it on after further review with a picture of Frank Vashner with the horse's head. That'll be pretty cool for Dundee to play at the $5 holler on the Pistons court. Or they maybe will they have the Horizon League Championship court now? Hmm. Uh, well, the Pistons actually play the Raptors that night, so who knows? Yeah, well, I mean, they can pull up the floor, and you know, they got the, the workers to do it, so th- that's not too hard. That's 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 light work for those workers. Yeah, but it'll, it'll be fun. I know we started off the season with a loss to advance tech, mm-hmm. but you know, we were down fourteen in the second half. We came back and got within two, had chances, but couldn't pull it off. Oh, okay. Well, Frank, once again, I guess it looks like your power play was short and sweet. Frank. All right. Hmm? All right, I'll Frank. Talk, talk to you next week. All right, Frank. Well, have a good weekend. Uh, next week, we you know, we could be back in the studio, but right before, that's right before Christmas, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. We might have one more show before uh, Christmas and New Year's, and then obviously we'll be off the next two weeks. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. Frank, that was Frank Vashner calling in with his power play here on 88.3 WTs. After further review, uh, short and sweet and to the point. Coming up next, uh, we might be getting uh, 
David, the man of God Harris, possibly calling in. Or we already have a pre-recorded interview with Brian Bucky. But when we return, we'll have more here on After Further Review. Make sure you always check us out on SoundCloud and on iTunes. We always load up the shows with you. Also, our Twitter is AFR Sports Show. And also, we got AFR Sports Show at gmail.com if you want to hit us up through the emails. We'll be back after this. <laughs> 